1: Thank you. We will now proceed under the five minute rule with questions. I will begin by recognizing myself for five minutes.
2: Salaam Alaikum everyone.
1: What starts here changes the world.
2: Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10. We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, shame on I believe them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believe them. Children being separated from their parents So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did.
0: Thank you very much. And may
1: God bless us. Director Mueller, the president has repeatedly claimed that your report found there was no obstruction and that it completely and totally exonerated him. But that is not what your report said, is it? Correct. That is not what the report said. And now reading from page two of volume two of your report that's on the screen, you wrote, quote, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment, close quote. Now, does that say there was no obstruction? No. In fact, you were actually unable to conclude the president did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct?
3: Well, we, uh, uh, at the outset, uh, determined that we, uh, when it came to the uh, the, the president's culpability, uh, we needed to uh, we needed we needed to go forward only after taking into account the OLC opinion that indicated that a president, uh, sitting president, cannot be. Uh,
1: Indicted. So the report did not conclude that he did not commit obstruction of justice, is that correct?
3: That is correct.
1: And what about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Now, in fact, your report expressly states that it does not exonerate the president. It does. And your investigation actually found, quote, multiple acts by the president that were capable of exerting undue influence over law enforcement investigations including the Russian interference and obstruction investigations is that correct correct now director muller can you explain in plain terms what that finding means so the american people can understand it
3: well uh, the finding I- indicates that, uh, the uh, was not, uh, that the president was not the president was not exculpated Uh, for the acts that uh, he allegedly committed.
1: In fact, you were talking about incidents, quote, in which the president sought to use his official power outside of usual channels, unquote, to exert undue influence over your investigations. Is that right? That's correct. Now, am I correct that on page 7 of volume 2 of your report, you wrote, quote, the president became aware that his own conduct was being investigated in an obstruction of justice inquiry. At that point, the president engaged in a second phase of conduct, involving public attacks on the investigation, non-public efforts to control it, and efforts in both public and private to encourage witnesses not to cooperate with the investigation. Close quote. So, President Trump's efforts to exert undue influence over your investigation intensified after the president became aware that he personally was being investigated.
3: I stick with the language that you have in front of you, which which comes from page 7, volume 2.
1: Now, is it correct that if you concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction, you could not publicly state that in your report or here today? Can you repeat the question, sir? Is it correct that if you had concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction, you could not publicly state that in your report or here today?
3: Well, I would say uh, you... uh I could, uh, the statement would be the, the, that you would not indict, and you would not indict because, uh, under the OLC opinion, uh, a sitting president <coughs> excuse me, cannot be indicted, be unconstitutional. Okay.
1: So you could not state that because of the OLC opinion, if that would have been your conclusion?
3: OLC opinion uh, uh, was some guide, yes.
1: But under DOJ, under Department of Justice Policy, the president could be prosecuted for obstruction of justice crimes after he leaves office. Is correct? True. Thank you. Did any senior White House official refuse a request to be interviewed by you and your team? I don't believe so. The president? Well, I take
3: uh, — let me take that back. I, I would have to look at it, but I'm not certain that that was the case.
1: Did the President refuse a request to be interviewed by you and your team? Yes. Yes. And is it true that you tried for more than a year to secure an interview with the President? Yes. And is it true that you and your team advised the President's lawyer that, quote, an interview with the president is vital to our investigation?" Close yes. quote. Yes. Yes. And is it true that you also, st- quote, stated that it is in the interest of the presidency and the public for an interview to take place? Close quote. Yes. But the president still refused to sit for an interview by you or your team? True. True. And did you also ask him to provide written answers to questions on the 10 possible episodes of obstruction of justice crimes involving him? Yes. Did he provide any answers to a single question about whether he engaged in obstruction of justice crimes?
3: I would have to check on that. I'm not certain.
1: Director Mueller, we are grateful that you are here to explain your investigation and findings. Having reviewed your work, I believe anyone else who had engaged in the conduct described in your report would have been criminally prosecuted. Your work is vitally important to this committee and the American people because no one is above the law. Um, I now now recognize the... uh, Gentleman from Georgia, Mr. Collins.
4: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And we're moving, I know, understanding, just reiterating the five-minute rule. Mr. Mueller, I have several questions, many of which that you just answered will be uh, questioned here in a moment, but I want to lay some foundation. So we'll go through these fairly quickly. I'll I'll talk slowly. I am said that I talk fast. I will talk slowly. Thank you, sir. In your press conference, you stated any testimony from your office would not go beyond our report. We chose these words carefully. The work speaks for itself. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. Do you stand by that statement? Yes. Sir. Since closing the special counsel's office in May of 2019, have you conducted any additional interviews or obtained any new information in your role as special counsel? In the, in the, in the wake of the report? Since the, since the closing of the office in May of 2019.
3: And uh, the question was- Have you conducted any
4: any new interviews and any new witnesses, anything? And you can confirm you're no longer special counsel, correct? I am no longer special counsel. At any time of the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or or stopped or hindered? Uh, No. Were you or your team provided any questions by members of Congress or the majority ahead of your hearing today? No. Your report states that your investigative team included 19 lawyers and approximately 40 FBI agents and analysts and accountants. Are those numbers accurate?
3: Uh, Could you repeat that, please?
4: 40 FBI agents, 19 lawyers, intelligence analysts, and forensic accountants. Are those numbers accurate? This was included in your report.
3: Generally, yes.
4: Is it also true that you issued over 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communication records, and 50 PIN registers?
3: Uh, That went a little fast for me.
4: Okay. In your report make this very simple. You did a lot of work, correct? Yes, that I agree. A lot to. of subpoenas, a lot of pen registers. A lot of subpoenas. Yes. Okay, we'll walk this really slow. We a lot need of to. search warrants. All right, a lot of search warrants, a lot of things. So you're very thorough. Went, in your opinion, very thorough. You listed yes, this out in your yes, report, correct? Yes. yes. Thank you. Is it true the evidence gathered during your investigation, uh, given the questions that you have just answered, is it true the evidence gathered during your investigation did not establish that the president was involved in the underlying crime related to Russian election interference, as stated in volume one, page seven?
3: We found uh, insufficient uh, evidence of uh, uh, the president's cul- culpability. Uh, so that would be a yes. Without that, uh, I'm pardon? pardon. That
4: would be a yes. Yes. That's, thank you. Isn't it true the evidence did not establish that the president or those close to him were involved in the charged Russian computer hacking or active measure conspiracies or that the president otherwise had unlawful relationships with any Russian official? Volume 2, page 76. Correct?
3: I uh, leave the answer to uh, our report.
4: So as a yes. Is that any true your investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with Russian government in the election interference activity? Volume 1, page 2. Volume 1, page 173. Thank you. Yes. Yes, thank you. Although your report states, collusion is not a specific offense, and you said that this morning, or a term of art in federal criminal law, conspiracy is. In the colloquial context, are collusion and conspiracy essentially synonymous terms?
3: You're gonna have to repeat that for me.
4: Collusion is not a specific offense or a term of art in the federal criminal law. Conspiracy is. In the colloquial context, Known public context, collusion collusion and conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy, as that crime is set forth in the General Federal Conspiracy Statute 18 U.S.C. 371. You said at your May 29th press conference and here today, you choose your words carefully. Are you sitting here today testifying something different than what your report states?
3: Well, what I'm asking is, if you can give me the citation, I can look at the citation and uh, evaluate whether it is
4: accurate. Okay, let me just be clarified. You stated that you would stay within the report. I just stated your report back to you. And you said that collusion, collusion and conspiracy were not synonymous terms. That was your answer was no. That's correct. In that, page 180 of volume one of your report, it says... As defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in General Conspiracy Statute, 18 U.S.C. 371. Now, you said you chose your words carefully. Are you contradicting your report right now? Not when I read it. So you would change your answer to yes, then?
3: No, uh, If you look at the language.
4: I'm reading your report, sir. It's a yes or no answer. Page 180. Page 180, Volume 1. This was from your report. Correct, and I, uh, I, I uh,
3: leave it with the uh, report.
4: So the report says yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully, for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed the collusion and conspiracy. One last question is: We're going through. Did you ever look into other in countries investigated in the Russian uh, interference into our election? Were other countries investigated or found I, knowledge that they I, had
1: I, interference in our election?
3: I'm not going to discuss uh, other matters.
1: That I yield back gentleman yields back, the gentlelady from California.
0: Director Mueller, as you've heard from the chairman, we're mostly going to talk about obstruction of justice today, but the investigation of Russia's attack that started your investigation is why evidence of possible obstruction is serious. To what extent did the Russian government interfere in the 2016 presidential election?
3: Could you repeat that, ma'am?
0: To what extent did the Russian government interfere in the 2016 presidential election?
3: Well, it, uh, particularly when it came
0: to uh, computer crimes and the like, uh, the government was implicated. So you wrote on in volume 1 that the Russian government interfered in the 2016 presidential election in sweeping and systematic uh, fashion. You also described in your report that the then-Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort shared with a Russian operative, Kalimnik, the campaign strategy for winning Democratic votes in Midwestern states and internal polling data of the campaign. Isn't that correct? Correct. They they also discussed the status of the Trump campaign and Manafort's strategy for winning Democratic votes in Midwestern states. Months before that meeting, Manafort had caused internal data to be shared with Kalimnik, and the sharing continued for some period of time after their August meeting. Isn't that correct? Accurate. In fact, your investigation found that Manafort briefed Kalimnick on the state of the Trump campaign and Manafort's plan to win the election, and that briefing encompassed the campaign's messaging, its internal polling data. It also included discussion of battleground states, which Manafort identified as Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Minnesota. Isn't that correct? That's correct. Did your investigation determine who requested the polling data to be shared with Kalimnick?
3: Well, I I would... uh Uh, direct you to the report and adopt what we have in the report with regard to that particular issue.
0: We don't have the redacted version. That's maybe another reason why we should get that for volume one. Based on your investigation, how could the Russian government have used this campaign polling data to further its sweeping and systematic interference in the 2016 presidential election? That's a little bit out of uh, our our, uh, uh, path. Fair enough. Did your investigation find that the Russian government perceived it would benefit from one of the candidates winning? Yes. And which candidate would that be?
3: Well, it uh, would be
0: Trump. Correct. Uh, Now, the Trump campaign wasn't exactly reluctant to take Russian help. You wrote uh, it expected it would benefit electorally from information stolen and released through Russian efforts. Isn't that correct? That's correct. Now, was the investigation's uh, determination, uh, what was the investigation's determination regarding the frequency with which the Trump campaign made contact with the Russian government?
3: Well, uh, I would have to refer you to the report on that.
0: Well, we went through and we counted 126 uh, contacts between uh, Russians or their agents and uh, Trump campaign. Uh, officials or their associates. So would that sound about right? Uh, I, I
3: can't say. I, I, I understand the, st- the statistic and uh, I believe it. You know, I understand the statistic.
0: Well, Mr. Miller, I appreciate your being here and your report. From your testimony and the report, I think the American people have learned several things. First, the Russians wanted Trump to win. Second, The Russians went on a sweeping cyber influence campaign. The Russians hacked the DNC and they got the democratic game plan for the election. The Russian campaign chairman met with Russian agents and repeatedly gave them internal data, polling and messaging in the battleground states. So while the Russians were buying ads and creating propaganda to influence the outcome of the election. They were armed with inside information that they had stolen through hacking from the DNC and that they had been given by the Trump campaign, uh, Chairman Mr. Manafort. My colleagues will probe the efforts undertaken uh, to keep this information from becoming public, but I think it's important for the American people to understand the gravity of the underlying problem that your report uncovered. And with that, Mr. Chairman, I would yield back.
5: Good morning, director. Uh, If you'll let me quickly summarize your opening statement this morning, you said in volume one on the issue of conspiracy, the special counsel determined that the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. And then in volume two for reasons that you explained the special counsel did not make a determination on whether there was an obstruction of justice crime committed by the president. Is that fair? Yes, sir. All right, now, in explaining that special counsel did not make what you called a traditional prosecution or declination decision, the report on the bottom of page two of volume two reads as follows. The evidence we obtained about the president's actions and intent presents difficult issues that prevent us from conclusively determining That no criminal conduct occurred. Accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the President committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. Now, uh, I read that correctly? Yes. All right. Now, your report, and today you said at all times the special counsel team operated under, was guided by, and followed Justice Department policies and principles. So, which DOJ policy or principle sets forth a legal standard that an investigated person is not exonerated if their innocence from criminal? criminal conduct is not conclusively determined?
3: Can you repeat the last part of that question?
5: Yeah. Which DOJ policy or principle set forth a legal standard that an investigated person is not exonerated if their innocence from crim- criminal conduct is not conclusively determined? Uh, Where does that language come from, director? Where is the DOJ policy that says that? Can you... Let me make it easier. Can I... Is, can i is add there, I'm is, sorry, go ahead. It, Can you give me an example other than Donald Trump where the Justice Department determined that an investigated person was not exonerated because their innocence was not conclusively determined?
3: I I, I cannot, but this is a unique situation. Okay, well,
5: you can't. Time is short. I've got five minutes. Let's just leave it at you can't find it because I'll tell you why. It doesn't exist. The special counsel's job, nowhere does it say that you were to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or that the special counsel report should determine whether or not to exonerate him. It's not in any of the documents. It's not in your appointment order. It's not in the special counsel regulations. It's not in the OLC opinions. It's not in the justice manual. And it's not in the principles of federal prosecution. Nowhere do those words appear together. Because respectfully, respectfully, Director, it was not the special counsel's job to conclusively determine Donald Trump's innocence or to exonerate him because the bedrock principle of our justice system is a presumption of innocence. It exists for everyone. Everyone is entitled to it, including sitting presidents. And because there is a presumption of innocence, prosecutors never, ever need to conclusively determine it. Now, Director, the special counsel applied this inverted burden of proof that I can't find and you said doesn't exist anywhere in the department policies, and you used it to write a report. And the very first line of your report, the very first line of your report says, and as you read this morning, it authorizes the special counsel to provide the attorney general with a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions reached by the special counsel. That's the very first word of your report, right? That's correct. Here's the problem, director. The special counsel didn't do that. On volume one, you did. On volume two, with respect to potential obstruction of justice, the special counsel made neither a prosecution decision or a declination decision. You made no decision. You told us this morning and in your report that you made no determination. So respectfully, director, you didn't follow the special counsel regulations. It clearly says, write a confidential report about decisions reached. Nowhere in here does it say, write a report about decisions that weren't reached. You wrote 180 pages, 180 pages about decisions that weren't reached, about potential crimes that weren't charged or decided. And respectfully, respectfully, by doing that, you managed to violate every principle and the most sacred of traditions about prosecutors not offering extra prosecutorial analysis about potential crimes that aren't charged. So Americans need to know this, as they listen to the Democrats and Socialists on the other side of the aisle, as they do dramatic readings from this report, that volume two of this report was not authorized under the law to be written. It was written to a legal standard that does not exist at the Justice Department. And it was written in violation of every DOJ principle about extra prosecutorial commentary. I agree with the chairman this morning when he said Donald Trump is not above the law. He's not. But he damn sure shouldn't be below the law, which is where volume two of this report puts him. To
4: those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all
3: The it's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care
4: how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently. You, me or nobody, is going to hit as hard as life. Can you
2: believe that we're getting away with this? Yes, we can. Yes. It's a depression. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself.
4: About keep moving That's how winning done. Welcome to Public, public Access America. America.
2: America. Yes, we can. yes, we can. Now on Instagram
4: and SoundCloud. You
2: wanted SoundCloud. to
0: run out of that
4: tunnel. For my, my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher, Stitcher Smart Radio,
3: Podable,
4: and more. Yes, we can. Public yes, we can. Access Public America. Access. History, in history in the making.
3: Making history
4: in the making. In the making.